0: Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, or prohibited by law. 18
2: plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name is Dan Hough from Twickenham. Very pleased to be here as the rain thunders down outside on this Sunday evening when we're recording. Um, it's somewhat amazing to report. We did actually get some cricket yesterday, so we do have something to talk about, even if rain is doing its worst, to to wreak havoc with our cricketing calendar. As ever, I'm joined by Sal Ali from North London. Sal, how are you? I'm good, Dan. Dan, there's hope. Yeah,
2: there's hope for the future. I've seen the forecast. It's due to be sunny this weekend, so... Fingers crossed we get a, a, a day of cricket without any interruptions or abandonments. So, I hope I'm you're right. I've been
1: available three times this season on a Saturday. I've not had a single ball bowl in any of those three games. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you really? all the way.
2: Question today. We told you why we're still playing, though.
1: Yeah, we had to wait till 8 o'clock to, yeah, it was just right, you know, yeah, it was on and off, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. you know, the, yeah. you know the, how it goes, you've been there, yeah. you've been there. Um, another man who's been been there in in cricketing uh, cricketing sense um, in Middlesex and beyond for many years, um, aficionado from Richmond Cricket Club and also has a number of Middlesex hats that he wears, Chris Goldie. Very pleased to have you on
0: board, Golders, how are you? I'm very well, Dan, thanks. Good evening, Sal, nice to see you both. Uh, and... Sal, so just so you know, Dan takes his kids down to watch cricket when he's not playing. He does the de- decent thing. He came down to Richmond with them a couple of weeks ago to this watch Monty right. Bowl. Yeah, this, this is right. Brownie
1: points, you see, Golders. You know what yeah. it's like. You know, that goes down very well. So, um, so, hopefully that'll get me a game or two towards the end of the season somewhere. Um, yeah, um, you recovered from Everton's scintillating performance today, Golders. A big Everton yeah. fan that you are?
0: Fortunately, I didn't really watch it. So, yes, I'd have recovered entirely. I, it wasn't unexpected. Yeah, City are all right, aren't they? They're not a bad team. Yeah. yeah, not bad, thing.
1: <laughs> good, 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 good. Right, as I say, we did have um, a significant amount of cricket yesterday, even if um, about a third of the programme was unfortunately washed out, um, including a couple of games right at the top in, in the Premier League. Sal, what do we need to know about the Premier League yesterday?
2: Yeah, just just to reiterate what you mentioned about games being played, and again, Groundsman did some great work during the week and Saturday and helped out by club members and players and umpires as well. So, well done to those clubs. So, we had a... Um, Tellington picked up another win, beating Bronsbury, who's obviously we spoke about on the podcast previously. Their batting is obviously a concern for them at the moment, being bowled out for you know below par total. Which Tellington reached for, lost at four wickets with Abhishek Junjunwala having a bit of a, a bit of fun with the bat, hitting six sixes in his innings of Firm um, fifty nine. And we also had a good win for Chris' side, Richmond, who um, who I'm sure will come to very soon, who, who beat Hampstead. And a game that you was at Dan yesterday. Um, and, and Bush, which obviously didn't, didn't go your way, but it looked like it would at one point because you guys were flying. It was one and two for two with, I think, 75 needed 14 overs with eight wickets in hand. So I'm sure it's one of those games where you're thinking, you know, got, kind of got away. Um, and the rain obviously deprived us of two games, and eating Finchley and Ealing, significantly from actually Christian Marston's spectrum in a week. It was his birthday this weekend, and he also needs two more wickets to get 200 wickets. So you have to wait another week to get that milestone. But happy birthday to him. And the game which I was looking forward to most in attended, and obviously just stood around just watching, you know, people walk around and chat some players. It was crouching north mid again with the rain um, just got in the way that fixture. It was just too wet. The run-ups were wet and just boggy parts in the outfield. So that's a shame we've got deprived of that game because I think that could have been a really, really good game. But never mind, I'm sure they'll, you know, hopefully later in the summer they'll play again and, and get a good
1: game of cricket played. Yeah, I have to say I've watched way more of the Premier League this year than I wanted to. Um, as a, you know, not having played any league cricket myself this year, um, and I, I, I do think there's been the games I've seen have been really good games of cricket. They've been good standard, um, they've been close, and um, I, I think you know the, the, the level of the league, from what I've seen at least, is 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 very good. Um, and one of the games I saw, as Chris mentioned, was was Twickenham Richmond two weeks ago, which obviously just about went our way. But since then, Richmond have have, have had a couple of wins. Gold, things things looking up? Yeah? Saturday, did you see much of Saturday's um, encounter?
0: Uh, yeah, a mix of live stream and live. Um, look, I think we came into the season thinking we've got a pretty decent batting unit. Um, we know that we've got some ability with the ball. Um, but you've got, you know, whether it's Dave Burton getting a little bit older, Steve Stacey getting a bit older, suffering from a few niggles. Slightly unknown, the young Zee allrounder who joined us last year who's now qualified as domestic player. You know, he did well last year when he played. But we weren't quite sure how good a bowler he's going to be but actually sitting here now he's got the most wickets in the Premier League which i think is quite interesting and or oh, he might be joint top with Monty now but he's certainly done pretty well and you know i think we've settled down i think losing to Twickenham was a bit of a blow i think we felt we got ourselves in a good position then gave it away well you did you were um, in a good position
1: it was a tight game until the end yeah
0: tight game. And i mean i think a couple of times with the ball we had you in trouble and then you know Blake Cullen batted very well to get you out of trouble and then good. It it bad, well, to it? thirty at the end And that sort of, you know, you and I were chatting and my feeling was that Twickenham probably had 15 more than they should have done. And in the end, that's sort of what it ended up, wasn't it? And Monty's spell, once he settled in, was very good. But since then, I think, you know, tight game at the bush. I think I was very pleased with the way we recovered from being 60 for six to get 200, which always gives you a chance. And I think Saturday we just batted very sensibly, very well, put bad balls away. And then, you know, got in amongst them quite early. And once, you, once you're on top in that sort of a game, by the time I was watching it live, really it was dead and buried with 25 overs left. You a know, 272, you... in these sort of conditions, that that definitely looks
1: to me like a, a, an above optimal score. You're not going to have too many games where where you're going to lose if you've got 270 on the board, given the condition on Saturday, right? So so w- w- what's the what's the situation there? You batted well, right? Hampstead, they're bowling. Was, were they struggling a bit there? Or was it more a
0: case of you boys really rising to the challenge? The impression I get from talking to people who obviously either batted or watched was that Hampstead, you know, they bowled well in patches, but were probably a bit loose every over. There were a couple of four balls. Um, And by all accounts, our boys dispatched them quite well. And yes, it was, I mean, the outfield was slow. It was always going to be hard to chase. You've got to go the aerial route at some point and they never really, batting wise, never really settled into it. Whereas I think we were able, we got off to a bit of a flyer, Greg King, Plays a certain way, but when it comes off, it's a bit like your lad at Twickenham. He's going to get on with it. He definitely He's, plays a certain way. Nev Tolbert, that's for sure. Yeah, he does, from what I can see. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's from what I gather is I don't think Hampstead bowled as well as they would have liked to have done, and I think we took full advantage of the loose balls. And the say, we bat a long way down. So you know, lads like Adam London, Alex Griffiths, these boys got a lot of experience, and if you give them a platform, they're going to make the most of it.
2: Sure. Yeah, Chris, can I ask you. I mean, I spoke to Will earlier on during the daytime, and he was he was obviously really pleased to be able to win. And he sort of mentioned to me Alex Griffiths, who's been around a couple, quite a few years, captain of the side, you know, sort of seen the promotion, saw you guys in division blow as well. He's a player, he, he's obviously got lots of ability, very experienced player, and he kind of feels this season could be the one where he really makes an impact in in the batting lineup, like coming at number five in that sort of key anchor role. Um, yeah,
0: Griff, Griff, you know, Griff's played in our first team really since I stopped, I guess, 10, 11 years now, because he kept wicket originally, and but there's always been a batter, you know, as a 16, 17-year-old, I remember getting a ton in the fours, I think, to begin with, then the threes, and he worked his way through the sides. He's got a very, he's got a lot of experience, Griff, and he's he's technically very sound. He's you know confident. He, I think, he's been around the block enough times. He's played in some bad Richmond sides. He's played in some good Richmond sides. He knows what he's doing. And like any batsman, he can get out early, as he did at Shepherds Bush. But if he gets in, he's a very good pacer of an innings. You know, when you're chasing, he's a good man to have in there. And, you know, all in all, the year we won the league, a couple of years ago, against Hampstead, I arrived over there and we were, I don't know, 50-4, for 50-5, and it was Griff who got us out of trouble, got us to about 180-190, and the bowlers picked up and we won comfortably. So he is a very good man to have in that middle order, and left-handed, helps perhaps, and you know, he's, yeah, he's, a, he's, he's always been a good solid cricketer, and I think now he's given up the gloves, he just focuses on the batting, he's got one child, another one on the way. He's maybe matured a bit. He's turned into a very, very solid league cricketer.
1: And what's your take on Shepherd's Bush Golders? Because obviously, I, I saw quite a lot of them yesterday. Um, um, what, what were your thoughts on that one? I know you got through and you you won that game, but are they? They've had a slow start, although of course they picked up the first points on Saturday. But where, where do you see them going?
0: Well, from what again, from talking to people, what I've seen, I think you know when they're at full strength, they've got a decent bowling unit. Um, I think both both opening bowlers are decent bowlers. The lad from Shropshire and Ramon is a yeah. good, good good bowler. Um, batting wise, I think they're solid without being spectacular, if you know what I mean. I don't yeah. you know, I don't think there's anybody in their side that you look at and think, "Wow, this boat's going to blow you away. It's not like an Abhishek going in and smashing 50 or Neville smashing 50 in yeah. no time. Um, but they certainly, you know, they batted until the end. They batted pretty sensibly against us, and you know, they they took a run they probably didn't need to take. That got the lad out, and then you know, reverse sweep when you don't need to reverse sweep is probably not the most sensible shot to have played in those circumstances. Would be my personal view. But then I'm I'm sixty, so what do I know about reverse sweeps?
1: <laughs> well, I think that's an interesting call because um, certainly my, my impression of Shepherds Bush is they were pretty solid yesterday. Um, Steve Barnard is a, is, a, is a serious bowler, he bowls heavy ball um, he was getting grumpy at times which I think is good because it shows that he cares um, and, and they, they look to me to be a solid unit who don't give much away and I think the, the key difference between our two sides, it's easy to say well we didn't chase very well, we lost by 12 runs and we, we, the middle order didn't do what it needed to do but if you look at their running between the wickets, it was, it was really good they, they, they didn't miss a single opportunity to get to get runs on the board and their fielding's good and ours, I don't think it's a trade secret to say, I don't think ours is very good. I, th- I think that's because of the age structure of our team. And um, Mon- Monty was never the best fielder in the world when he was with England. And he's not uh, He's not worked on it since, let's just say that. So um, so, so, so I, I think those two things are easy to sort of overlook. You look at the batsman at the end. And one of our batsmen, Ethan Wright, played a reverse sweep that I would never play. But I've never played a reverse sweep. So it's, it's a silly point to make in a way because he's, he's him and he's not me. And he played it five times the week before against Teddington and got... I'm not going to say 20 runs, not all of them went for four, but it's a shot he plays. So I think sometimes, you know, because the game's moved on, the reverse sweep is a shot that some people will play. And when it goes wrong, it looks really bad. But for some guys, it's just a scoring shot for
0: them these days. Or so it might, might have been a bit too defensive of these no, fans. No, I think you're being absolutely right. I think, look, it was very interesting when Blake Cullen came out to bat against us at 50 for five in that game. Yes. And yeah. our junior chairman, Rich Zotoff, who's, you Zotov, know, whose son goes to Hampton School, a couple of years younger than Blake, but he's seen a lot of Blake over the years. And he said to me, Blake reverse sweeps everything. He yeah. loves to reverse sweep. And what we didn't do was get a message out to Will out on the field to remind him. And sure enough, young Japper was bowling, who Blake again would have played a lot of cricket with at Middlesex in the academy. Suddenly the reverse sweeps come out and that's 8-12 runs in next to no time that we haven't set a field for. And suddenly, you know, 50-5 for five becomes 80-5 for five, and, and the, you're back on moving the track. moving again, aren't they? Look, but I mean, I'll go back. I'll, I'll reminisce very quickly. But uh, playing captain New Hampshire under twenty fives in 1985 against Kent, setting a conventional six-three off-spinner field as we all did in those days, and a bloke called Steve Goldsmith playing for Kent who ended up playing for Norfolk suddenly produced this shot that none of us had ever seen before. And I was skipper in the side, keeping wicket, and we looked at the we looked at the umpires and say, "Is that allowed?" he's just played the ball on the wrong side of the pitch, and the umpire sort of shrugged his shoulders and said, "Well, you've never seen it before." And that was it. So that's going back, what, nearly 40 years, the first time I ever saw it. But now it's an art. And now these boys yeah. play it beautifully. Adam London reverse sweeps as well as he normal sweeps. Yeah. And he's not the only one. Lots of people do that. Yeah. And that's just the way they play we it. We go one step that-
1: further. I remember talking to one of our guys who's an, Af- an Afghan. And, and he just said, when he goes out to bat, he looks where the gaps are. Yeah. And he hits the ball in the gaps. And there's always a gap behind the keeper. So he hits it there. And I just think that it makes me head hurt. You know, I'm not, I'm, I can't do that. And, and, and it's just not in the DNA. But that's because I'm an old man and, and he's not. And I think it's fascinating to watch these players play. Because Blake Cullen is, is the same as Alan London. He'll play these sweeps until the cows come on.
0: Yeah. You know, and it, so, so I always reckoned I was quite a decent sweeper. When I tried to reverse sweep, I'd virtually fall over and get caught somewhere. <laughs> and I was useless at it. But other way around, I was quite good at it. But, the, the, you know, it's, just, it's, it's a modern phenomenon, same as things like the ramp shot. I'd never have dared play a ramp shot in my life. Yep. And now you see these boys putting one, put, one foot down the wicket and flicking it over the keeper's head. You think, well, That's it's fantastic. It's great to watch. There are other bits of their technique that maybe aren't as good as they were 40 years ago, but that's the game has evolved, isn't it? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Now, next week then, Golders, I mean, I guess, Sal, you might be able to wander over and watch this one. Richmond are at um, North Mid, I think. That looks an interesting one to me. That, that could be one of those games where, um, I wouldn't say season-defining, you don't have that in week four. But um, but if you can win at North Mid, that will really sort of send uh, send a pretty clear message out, right?
0: Yeah, I think the next two weeks for us, North Mid and Ealing, will be a really interesting test of where we're at as a side. You know, I think we I think we feel we're a decent side, but I'm not sure we know how good we are. And you know, two good results could put us in a great place. Equally, two stuffings might you know force us to think well maybe we're not quite as good as a couple of results have proven. Who knows? I mean, North Mid. Clearly, they're, they're still a very good side, but they're going to miss the Middlesex boys, whoever isn't isn't playing, and there aren't only Luke I think's playing at the moment. Um, we've got them obviously header after your live FA Cup style draw because we're there Saturday and Sunday next weekend for the Middlesex Cup as well. But look, look, games against North Mid in recent years have always been really good games, and you know we've occasionally beaten them easily, they've occasionally thrashed us, but in between we've had some really good competitive games. And, you know, it will be, as I say, for us, it will be a really interesting test to think where we're at as a side. And yeah. uh, I think the boys are very much looking forward to it. Very excited about it. But, you know, we may be sitting here this time next week thinking hmm, maybe we're not quite as good as we thought we were. Well, I, I,
1: I, I do <laughs> think that it's an interesting division uh, from what I've seen. I mean, um, I've, I, you know, the thing is with not playing, I've seen more, more of it this year than I would have done normally and, and it strikes me there's a lot of good cricket around and most sides can beat most sides on, on a given day it's small things that are going to make the difference um, with that in mind, if if you look at the bottom I mean, you don't have relegation six-pointers in um, in May but I bet Bronsbury and Finchley are both quite keen to get a win on the board and they, may, they meet next week at Harman Drive um, Sal, any thoughts on that one? It's clearly a big game for both Huge, job. actually, before we move on to that, I want to mention one point again regarding
2: the bush and obviously other clubs as well. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of clubs have strength and depth. So, Richmond proved that last season where they, you know, called up lots of the twos players. I mean, Kishit, um, Desai is, is that his is name is Chris? let yeah. call him
0: KD7. KD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a
2: great example of a place, played a lot of twos cricket, called into the ones, and is now a regular fixture. You know, Will Phillips said speaks very highly of him. So, yesterday, a guy who was your sort of scourge was Ali Easton, who He's been in and out the ones and two that the Bush would last three or four years, and he came in and smashed thirty odd in no time and, and took four wickets. Um, so they, you know, these all—I mean, a lot of clubs have strength and depth. So, which is obviously, you know, if you have players out who are who are big players, they can replace them with guys who can come in and do just a good job. Um, he bowled well as well, Easton. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I should say we have you th- th- We've got Tom Cox opening the bat in the twos at Shepherds Bush. He's yeah. uh, he's got yeah, a minor yeah. count is eighty against Herefordshire under his name, so he you know yeah. decent.
0: Well, also- I'm right in saying they've won they've won their first three games, haven't they? The Bush they looked a good side against us last week. I mean, it was a very the closest of all possible games. But Shepherds Bush twos look a really good solid side. They had a couple of lads who obviously be regular first teamers are not in the first team at the moment. And yeah, they looked
1: like a proper yeah. cricket set. So. Well, I had spear out in the bowling. Yeah. twenty six for six. Well. We didn't cover ourselves in glory, but um, but yeah, they were. Well, they they we also got I was going to ask you about this actually. Okay. Eugene Berger, our, our, the guy who produces all these um, the, the, these podcasts, he does a fantastic job. puts a lot of time and effort in behind the scenes. He he scored over double our he, he scored over half of our runs yesterday for the twos. Now I'd like to tell you we scored three hundred and twenty and he got one six one, but that wasn't right. But um, we, we got sixty six and he got most of them. But that's not happened too many times in my career where somebody's got over half the total of the runs. Can you recall any in your playing days?
0: Mm, crikey. Off I'll leave that head. one with you. But I just I leave just, it with me. Yeah. Well, no, leave it with me. I once got eleven out of twenty nine for Middlesex twos against Essex twos. That's
1: oh, all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was score scoring by a mile.
1: Let's not go through that one, that sounds very painful. But, um, Sal, any, yeah. can you recall anything as daft as that? No, not off the top of my head, no, no, no. No, no. no well, what about you, even though, you know, yeah. it would have been nice if we were a bit more competitive.
2: But uh, so. so, Dan, as you mentioned, up to next week's game, Brunswick-Finchley. Yes. I just I just feel Brunswick should be too strong. Um, the feeling is that, that Finchley, obviously, in, in a situation where they've got a lot of young players, had some players leave this season who've gone to other clubs, i mean if if James's side can sort their batting out you know and they're supposed to score two hundred plus, I'm sure nine doshi inside, the side they'll they'll be
1: too good for them and we haven't really seen much of Finchley, because they've had um they've had two games right. rained off, so we don't really know where they are. we think they might might struggle, but I guess we will see a bit more next week if the sun shines, definitely.
0: Yeah, it's also quite hard to judge batting sides at the moment, isn't it? Because we haven't been playing on great wickets. So, yeah. you know, I mean, Bron, Bron has some boys in their side who can bat. You look at their batting order, it yeah. looks a pretty decent batting order. But the fact is they may have played on three. They played three decent sides, probably on wickets that have nipped around a bit. And, yeah, and they haven't been batted. Haven't. You know, they, 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 they certainly... And as I say, with the ball, they've come back pretty well every time, haven't they? And so yeah. I think we reserve judgment until we see what the... Hopefully the weather improves, Sal, as you said earlier. We get a few wickets that are a bit more batsman-friendly, and we'll see see whether they can perform.
1: All good. Last question on Richmond for for now, Gold. So looking beyond the ones, um, it looks to me like you've started pretty strongly as a club. Would that be right? Have you got you got good availability? Have you and th- things feel like they're moving in the right direction?
0: Yeah, no, I think we. I mean, actually, I think we we we're, we feel in a pretty comfortable place. We've got we've always attracted sort of decent second eleven players, and in the last couple of years, maybe the threes, fours in the first half of the season has been a little bit weaker than it might be. Um, but that's... definitely we've not too the... weak this year. Played 3-1-3. Well, I so. so that, I think, has been rectified. I also think, you know, we're in the fortune position. We counted up last weekend. I think we've got 19 sort of universities slash schoolboys to come back. Sort of 16 and above. We've we, You know, we've had a particularly good crop of sort of now under-19s, under-18s, under-17s. And a lot of them played last year. So I've heard you say before we played youngsters because you know, so we've got a lumber of kids to get back in. I think we're going to have some interesting selection issues going forward um, at all levels. And our fifth team, bless them, you know, they're the classic fifth team. Ali runs it like his team. You know, they're always available. They love playing. They unfortunately didn't get a game in at Chiswick House against Chiswick this weekend because it literally was too wet. But you know, I think they're quite confident that they'll they'll have a pretty good season down there. Um, yeah, so look, I think we're, we feel we won all four games Saturday. I think we feel in a pretty good place, generally. But you never know, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's club cricket. Anything can happen.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, looking on to next week, then Sal, any other thoughts on the fixtures? I see Ealing play Crouch Jen Teddington play the bush. Yeah, I mean, two two interesting
2: games. Obviously, Ealing and Crouch both unbeaten. Um, I, I mean, I spoke to Christian again and you did mention that hopefully by the 29th they might be back at, at their home ground, but wasn't confirmed so it depends where where the game's played um that could maybe be a decisive factor but yeah I mean, I'm sure both sides will be confident going into that game and um in, in the bush you know we've mentioned in bush quite a few times on the podcast there's a side sort of who sort of fly underneath the radar slightly um and they won't go to the in this place and lie down so that'd be that would be an interesting game as well you know I mean, I so said all the games are actually on paper. You look at them and there's the limits where you think, you know, there's, there's a little, there's little battle taking place and, um, you know, potential upset, you know, and, and it's, it's a good time of year, I suppose, early early season when you don't really know who who's in potential, like, champions. Yeah. All, all, it's also sort of the semi-season, isn't it? In all,
1: in all team sports, the first three or four weeks of any season, um, you you, you look back in, in, in a number of weeks' time and you say, well, X beat Y? How did they do that? You know, and, and I bet there'll be a few of those results around. Um, so So, yeah. Uh, t- totally agree. Some interesting fixtures on the cards. If we move to Division 1, folks, well, n- not, not so successful um, on the field. I guess they had one more game rained off than the Prem did. So uh, Harrison Mary's Enfield, Highgate Wembley uh, and Winchmore Hill, Osterley were all rained off, although Winchmore Hill did bat for 40 overs and get 175 before the rains came. But we we did have two results. One looks pretty straightforward to me, uh, and that's um, Brentham scored 124 off uh, 28 overs, 124 for 7 uh, and Stanmore knocked them off in relative comfort, 126 for 2 so Stanmore firmly back on the horse after a after a dodgy start really with um, Carla Razam uh, getting 51 and Travis Norris uh, getting 48 that's the two openers so that's that all looks uh, they'll probably both be a bit annoyed they didn't get Red Inkers I assume people still care about Red Inkers they should do uh, particularly if you're an opener because you don't get many but, um, but Stanmore won the game and that, that they'll be really pleased with that and then we had an interesting one at Hornsey. Uh, Hornsey, 131 for six versus Acton, 123 all out. And Hornsey won by 14 runs, thanks to Messrs, Duckworth, Lewis and Stern. Did you have any, did you see this one, Sal? Did you catch anything of what was going on there? I didn't go over there because they got this,
2: Sort of car parking system, which I'm sure I'd forget about. You have to pay to um, register your car when you go into the car park. And I've got a ticket previously, so I've got I don't go there at the minute, but yeah, no, no. Um, I, looked, I looked at the scorecard and um, obviously we inspired Chetan last week with our pep talks and he scored 55. And well, the 50 old boy, 55 still 55 doing it, you yeah. see. There's gold uh,
1: for you yet? Yeah, no,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> and um, well, no, he was
0: a young boy when I was an old boy already, so it's, it's, it's long past me, I
2: yeah, he, he chipped in with a good innings and Jack Bruce captain, in and hit some big bombs at the end I think it's called forty four, so you know, compared to total, which obviously was enough to see them over the line. But you did mention everyone there was some kind
1: of D L S uh, scenario taking place? There. Yeah, I mean DLS is um I think it's one of the great positives of limited overs cricket because in in many scenarios, if you're batting in second and it rains, uh if run rate is what your you know, your your, your total is it's calculated by then. By definition, it's going to be easier. You've got fewer overs to score at the same run rate. So I totally think the DLS is a, um, you know, is, is a positive development. And of course, the league's embraced it all the way down. Now, having uh, I mean, we've had it in the top flight for a couple of years, and, and clubs are now using it. But I think there was a there was a degree of controversy at Hornsey about how DLS work. And I do understand the controversy It's not always straightforward. And I feel a little bit for umpires because they're under some pressure here. And um, it wasn't clear if when the rain came, Hornsey were entitled to go back on and finish their allotted overs. And, um, of course, DLS would say, well, if, if, you know, if there's 26 overs left in the game, then you will play. The 26 overs will be by the the, the team batting second in the sort of scenario that we had against Shepherds Bush, because it rained with about... Five overs to go at Twickenham Shepherd's Bush yesterday. So the Bush's innings ended. They couldn't go back out. Um, And DLS did its thing and came up with a score to reflect the fact that they'd lost the last few overs. And they were ticking okay actually. Um, And we then had to get 170 in 26 when we were looking at sort of 210 in 40. So some of our boys were thinking, well, bloody hell. You know, we still got to get a lot of runs here. We've only got 26 overs, but DLS, you know, uses the maths, calculates it all and works out what it thinks is, is fair. Um, and at Hornsey, I don't think they did that. I think Hornsey went back out and batted until the end and then calculated um, DLS for the second innings. And I don't think that's the way it, sh- it should be. And I understand this controversy. I understand that, the, uh, you know, it, it's not always straightforward. But, um, but yeah, that, 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 was, that, that was sort of hungover the game a little bit. Now, ultimately, it, it looks like it was a, a super finish and um, ultimately Acton didn't quite get where they needed to go. But it is worth noting that the DLS comes in and can curtail the first innings. It can do that. And indeed, it will do that if a lot of time is taken out of the game. And the maths behind it means that it should still be fair for the team back in second. I say that as a team that had to chase what we felt was a lot of runs yesterday, but... It's the way the cookie crumbles. You've got to deal with it. So, yeah, all a bit unfortunate. But I did I did think it was great that Chetan, after we were, you know, he was saying he'd scored two in two innings and, and was very likely to be in the twos very quickly. Got some bad news for you, Chetan. I'm not sure it's happening. But <laughs> I think you got a few more games in the ones. And he did send Sal and I a lovely picture of him in his chair this morning with with an ice pack. And I... I he may move by Thursday if all's gone well, but he may not. So, um, so well batted. Cheta. I'm very pleased to see that, and uh, it looks a it looks a stonker of a game because they're two good sides, and um, and I think you know Acton will will probably feel a little bit um, unlucky, with all of that will no doubt pick their brains in weeks to come. I mean, James Kendall three for thirteen off seven. That's that's certainly a good bowling performance there, but. Hornsey squeaked home, and um, and then I, you know, they're top of the league. Hornsey have got 29 points, and Austerley a second, with 16. So they're they're a game ahead. You know, the, 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 these sorts of wins can can make a big difference. Um, we'll move on to Division Two and the other divisions in due course. But first, we we'll have a few words from our sponsor, Woodstock.
0: Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky. With so many options to choose from, how do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk.
1: If we move into Division 2, now the standout game, Sal, to me at least, looks like it took place between North London Wickham House. Two oh. sides who fancied themselves for promotion, understandably so, and it looks like a two-wicket win for North London. Do, what do we need to know?
2: It was, it was a cracking game. I mean, we were watching in our clubhouse. Obviously, by the technology, we have the, the live stream. Um, it just—it was backwards and forwards. You know, we came House looked down and at one point we—we we, you know we, we um had them on the rack and they posted a good sort of I think week wicket partnership to get to 180, which probably was more than we expected and. We looked beaten that 60 for six, and then Will Jones and our keeper Ed Pearce put in a hundred-run partnership. But then both got out with two overs to go, so it was back in the balance again. But it seems like there's a theme developing here. Obviously, last week you mentioned our sort of senior players who are in the league, and also I think Darren Stevens might be listening to our podcast because he obviously was wow. inspired. Now that is a story, speak, isn't it, Darren Stevens? You know, Crikey. You know he's obviously been inspired by our words and people we've had on to score that exhibit. So one of our senior players, actually he's, he's a league legend. I'll say that. Tom Wakeford, who's been at the club for years. Um, Left-arm seam He's actually not bowled for the last five years, and still is number nine in the all-time wicket-taker rankings. Um, he's just got the hip, so he's kind of hoping to come back at some point. So he's not bowled for the last five years, but still plays in the side as, like you're seeing as kind of pro. Bats at nine, came in second ball six into tennis courts, back in our favour game, and we got over the line in the last over. Um, so it was a it was a it was a good win, um, and and from all accounts, Wickham House played their part in a really good game of cricket. I know we've got Hamza, the captain, come a couple of weeks' time, so I'm sure he'll give us more information about the mm-hmm. club and how they're getting on. So, yeah, it was, it was a good win for the guys. And so, um, so the finishes with
1: Camousa are going to be there or thereabouts, right? It, it, it,
2: Most yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our guys are really impressed with them. Um, they, they've got decent bowling iron. They've got guys who can bat, obviously. Hammond I mean, Quadri's one of their guys. But yeah. I mean, our, our opening attack of um, the Undertakers, Jones and Nizit, um, did sort of put them on the back foot. Um, they were sort of four down quite early on, so that made a big difference. The Undertakers?
1: You're going to have to elaborate well,
2: on but they sound like an undertaker, don't they? Jones and is it, you know, it's not in the high street, aren't they? You know, they the is it? You know, or it, one or the other, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the two, we'll, yeah. we'll call him an the undertaker because yeah. they might, they're not taking out um, batsmen. So, yeah, so that was, it was a good win for us. And as I said, Tom Wakeford, credit to him, the old stager. He won't like me saying the old stager, but he's, uh, you know, as I said, one of the guys in the league. And actually, also, he's the only, there's only two team bowlers in, in the top 10, him and Jamie Thorpe. So, the rest are all spinners. So, again, it's not, you know, it's not easy taking wickets as a team bowler, as we know. So, to get in the top 10 the all-time stats is quite an achievement. And so I'm hoping he can come back and get into the top six because the guys ahead of him, three of them have retired, I think, or two of them retired anyway. So there's a
1: still hope for you, well, Tom,
0: Can I ask Sal a question about these all-time stats? You're referring to the internet all-time stats, a bit like the Premier League. Nothing I'm going, I'm, I'm I, going going by I knew eye this eye was eye. coming. I knew it. It's my, okay. it's my running beef with Paul Smith. And, you know, I feel <laughs> sorry for somebody like Laurie Allen who got a 1,000 wickets in the league, of which probably 150 are on the internet. Okay. You know, first person well, to get a thousand wickets in league cricket it's forgotten. But I think, <laughs> For I think we'll, go by, positions... we'll go by public stats. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: formally these are the league stats since two thousand and whatever it is. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, that's yeah. the. Paul, level, and I've yeah.
0: Debated, Paul and I have debated it many times, but it's still it's still a bee in my bonnet. You both decided. <laughs> you're both right every time, right? Ah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm right because I played most of it, so I know what's going yeah. on. <laughs>
1: But I, I get Paul's line. He, if he's going to get statistics, he needs to make sure that they're 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 across the board. So I, I think it is it two thousand, Sal, or I think two thousand and one. I think it might be. Right.
2: Okay. Well, you're two thousand one or two. Yeah. So it's not either. It's either one or two. Yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. So a good one for us. But obviously, the pace setters of Southampton who had another winter, three out three for them, and they've got an interesting game mix when they take on Southgate next week. So that'd be a game to look out for.
1: Yeah, I mean, Southgate won, didn't they? They, they beat um, MTSSC by, by eight wickets pretty convincingly. So that's, you know, it looks like they'll be, like last year, they're there about. So the Hampstead good win over Uxbridge, from what I can tell. They won by 93 runs. But I also spy that big yellow banana skin on the horizon for North London. You've got Indian Gym next week, haven't you? And they're, they're bottom of the pile.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, again, it's one of them. Size, you just don't know what's going to turn up, do you? You know, you, you played against them yourself, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm well, sure Chris, Chris must have encountered them as well. Maybe um, I know they was in the Prem a few years back, so Richmond obviously played against them. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they're dangerous side. You know, they they have individuals who can turn games. So it'll be one of those games where obviously we have to be, you know, not getting complacent. And, you know, stick to what we're doing well. I think we've got them in the, in the league or the trophy. the must get the trophy the week after as well. So we'll be quite well acquainted with our, with each other in, yeah. in the next couple of
1: weeks. And of course, make sure that if you do get there, Sal uh, Curry curry for lunch. Okay. Uh, always good. In my experience, always good. So, uh, so fill your boots. Sure will. Yeah. Good, good. Um, so, the moving on to the other um, the other divisions of first-team cricket, was anything that caught your eye, Sal? Or, or was there just too much rain about I mean, there's one game where
2: I'm not going to to pull everyone about this, so he's obviously only got stats for first 11 games. So, Brentford being their the first 11 bowler for 23, and I'm not sure where that stands in the lowest totals ever. By any eleven in the league, um it must be up there for sure. But again, Paul couldn't verify that because he only got stats up to for first seven games of two thousand one. So unless Chris has got examples, maybe of of games where you mentioned you are twenty nine, you are thirty one, but in the league, yeah,
0: twenty nine was a county second level game, forty five, I think. No, I tell you what, Richmond got bowled out by Wembley, which this will be on the internet for about thirty nine in about two thousand. We've been relegated the year before; had high hopes of coming back. I think we bowled, bowled Wembley out for about 80 and then got bowled out for 39, first game of the year. Would have been about 2011, I guess, something oh, like okay. that, 2010, 2011. But, yeah, I, I can't think of many lower than that. I once played in a game for um, Perkins' third eleven against auschwitz fourth
1: 11 in Shropshire, where Auschwitz-4 has got 18. <laughs> uh, that, that was a, a reasonably low-quality affair, if I'm being brutally honest. But that I can't beat that. First-team cricket, I think our lowest at Twickenham was 57. Uh, that was against Shepard's Bush and Alan Richardson bowled um, but yeah 23 I, I'm struggling I can't get any lower than that here in the south east of England so if anyone else has been involved in games that they can document where, where, where fewer than 23 runs have been scored then we'd be um, keen to hear them I did hear from Ollie Day actually the, the captain of, of Crouch End there uh, apparently Jack Hume scored a very impressive 128 for them so although you know you, you sort of notice the low score there was, it sounds like there was some good cricket bait played by Crouch End as well well done uh, well done to those guys um, there's also been one or two other sort of bits of admin that I think I should 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 throw in. Really, um, people may have noticed that poor old Actonians have had a, a really tough few days, and we we should we should really talk to Robbo about this in more detail. But all five of their sides conceded at the weekend, and when I saw this, I thought, "Oh my goodness, what's happened? Is, is, is the club falling apart?" Well, it, it's not, but unfortunately, seven of them are seven of the club members have had positive COVID tests, uh, and so because. Um, that they'd all mingled over the over the week in, in the sense of all being quite close to you know, nets and whatnot. The club took the position that they, they couldn't risk playing playing games and all of the people at the club are trying to get as quick as they can um, a COVID test to see where they are and that they, they, they called off their games before the, the, the watershed as it were, which is Thursday night, I think, according to, to, to Nick Brown who I spoke to about this earlier. So there'll be no extra punishment other than Actonians unfortunately had to concede. Um, concede all five games, which I thought was a, you know, it's a real shame. But on the other hand I you mean, know, fingers crossed that the guys who've got COVID are, are, are okay, and fingers crossed not too many other people have got, have got COVID either. So that's a shame for them. Um, you noticed uh, London Tigers, Sal? Um, they, they seem to have a, a reasonable day again. Yeah, your tipped for the for the league in that oh, division. Yes. Oh yes,
2: flying, flying Dan. Um, yeah. So I'm sure this guy must have played for Harrogate because name rings a bell. Um, he Muhammad did. Javid, yeah, yeah. He is He'll a good player, it. yeah 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 i mean far too good at that level i'd imagine but anyway i mean he proved out with a massive century was it one in their yep. win against length lions Yep. so and i looked again. sammy Hyde is now batting 10. so maybe demotion from 9 yeah. to 10. the heady yeah, sure heights i mean yeah heady heights we're back, we back to 11 like next week we're normally accustomed to sure we have to that keep a track on that Sal. We, we'll
1: we need do. to get sammy on actually talk to us about his batting um <laughs> yeah August. Yeah, London Tigers. That's impressive. And Abid Javid is a serious player, and he's one of those guys who, when he scores runs, um, he scores big runs. I remember he got a double hundred for Harrow Town uh, one day, and he's got a, um, uh, he's got another hundred the next day for the 1987 League Rep side that that, that I was playing for at the time. So, um, so yeah, he's got runs in him. London Tigers opponents need to be aware that he's a dangerous, a dangerous customer. Um, having said that, his former team Harrow Town, um, they're they're, uh, uh, they started well in the first team. They're one of only two first elevens now who've. Um, one three out of three. Um, South Hampstead are the other one. We've only got two second 11s who've won three out of three now. I mean, partly this is because games are rained off as well, but that's Shepherd's Bush in the Prem and uh, Brentham in Division Three. So that we, we've got got those to keep an eye on in terms of the 100% record. And then in the third tier, there's only two teams left there as well. There's Chris, is your threes in the Prem, played three, one, three, and Crouch N threes in Division Three as well. So um, we're down from 20 sides last week who had played two, one, two, to just six now who've played three. 1-3, and we'll, we'll follow that as um, you know as, as things develop. Um, Sally, you also noticed that Kenton were up and running, right? Yeah, they've got their first
2: win, so they'll be looking to push on from that. I mean, they beat our twos yesterday, and then they, they, the, two's, the twos attack they had yesterday was a decent attack. So if we're going by that as a sort of benchmark of how good their bowlers are, I imagine their one's are pretty decent as well. So I'm sure they'll be happy to, to get their first win and start
1: moving up that league yes. table. They were quietly fancied in Division 3 at the beginning of the season, weren't they? And had uh, they'd had a rained off and a defeat. So, they're um, yeah, they're up and running. Three points off the promotion places now. So, um, definitely worth keeping an eye on them. Folks, I was going to fling in two other results I thought were quite interesting before I sort of, you know, just, just see if there's anything that caught your eye. Um, I noticed that, that um, Peshwa played um, Kensington and Chelsea, uh, ones and twos. And they were fantastic games of cricket. Um, to be honest. Uh, and I was really interesting when, you know, t- two sides play each other home in a way and, and they're both ding dong do's. And, th- and these really were in, in quite different ways. P- Peshwa um, in, in playing Division five, with Kensington Chelsea, and they batted first in the first team game, scored 79. So struggled. But um, Anup Parab, who I spoke to, their skipper earlier today, um, he, he said that the 79 was basically worth 200. And I thought, that's a bit cool, that is. You know, I thought he yeah. might say 130, but he said 200. And his logic was, you know, the, the ball was going nowhere off the square. Um, it was really hard to get, um, you know, to get the ball away and, and some good bowling as well, but the sound of it. Um, and so he said 79. You now, obviously, you don't you don't go into an innings to try and score 79, but they said they, they did feel they had half a chance. But Kensington Chelsea was 46 for two chasing. Um, and so you would think they're in a good enough position to win the game. But we've all been in games where... Um, suddenly it all falls apart, either for you or for the team you're playing against. And they lost eight wickets for 19 runs um, and ultimately fell, you know, fell miles short, didn't they? They only got 65. So they lost by 14 runs uh, and there wasn't a single boundary in the Kensington Chelsea I- I- innings either. So um, 79 v 65, and it sounds like it was a, a right a right ding-dong do. However, it was nothing compared to their second 11 game. Their second mm-hmm. 11 game, Peshawar scored 196 and Kensington Chelsea scored 196. Um, so, it was the first tie of the season. Is that right, Sal? We've not had any other ties, have we? Not like I remember. No, I can't. Unless Chris can remember anything. No. No, I
0: no,
1: don't think so. No. So, so that's, yeah, that was 5 points each. 196 196. And I spoke to Zane Risley from Kensington Chelsea about this. And... Um, uh, to quote exactly, he said, I'm still distraught thinking about it. And he clearly doesn't <laughs> know whether he should be happy that they, they managed to pull this off and get a tie or unhappy that they sort of threw it away at the same time as well. So um, one of the lines I liked this was absolutely brilliant. Have you ever heard of this one before, um, Golders, right? Zane said they weren't playing at their normal home ground, Kensington Chelsea, and they got to where they were playing and they needed some sawdust. It was, after all, a sawdust day. They didn't have any. So what do you do? You have a look for some builders who are working on a house or a project nearby. You go over to them and you buy some off them. And I thought, that is left field. I never heard of anyone going off and buying the sawdust um, that they then used in the game. But of course, they needed it because it was a bit damp. So that that's a slightly left field start. Um Now, basically, uh the, the 196 was posted by Peshwa. Kensington Chelsea were 163 for five. So they needed 14 with five wickets left. You think... They were in the game. Uh, then, obviously, um, they they had a collapse, as, as, as it seems to be the way. Um, and they they ultimately then needed twenty three to win um, because they they went down two hundred and seventy four for nine, and and they they needed twenty three to win from eight overs last pair at the wicket. Right now, the number eleven apparently was trying to whack the cover off the ball all the time, <laughs> but the number ten he decided thou shalt not pass, and and a gentleman named Garodia. Um, but by the time it got to the last over, it was on Norton on out. Nothing was getting past him. Twenty-seven balls faced. Right, so he's become like the great, the Great Wall of China. But of course, they also need to get some runs halfway, you know, sort of at some point in this final over, um, and they basically needed uh, that they had four balls to get three runs. He missed the, the, the next three balls. They needed three off the final ball to win the game. Um, to quote um, Zane Rizvi, uh, the, the captain. Um, Garodia looked like he couldn't hit an underarm ball from my nan. So the captain <laughs> had no confidence in him whatsoever. He needs three. He basically closes his eyes. He whacks it through cover. Um, the and Chelsea players, they're overjoyed. They're celebrating. Uh, he's never hit a ball so hard in all his life because it's soaking wet. So he doesn't get to the yeah. boundary. So some, somebody races over. Apparently it was a reasonable bit of fielding because he did get close to the boundary. Stopped it going. Uh, flung it back in and somehow they'd scrambled two. Game tied. Hide. Right. Brilliant. brilliant, fantastic. What's, what's amazing, they played actually a full game, four five each. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But I did like that. So when he hit that 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 those those two runs, he'd faced twenty seven balls and was on naught. So I, I think that's I like that. I like that stodginess. You're not going to get me out, even if you're getting everybody out. So well done to him if he's listening. Um, sort of, I think hero really because to have the ball like that and got a tie um, seems like a pretty good effort. Given you know, given that he wasn't scoring too many runs before we got to that before we got to that point. So much for that. Well done to those two teams. Fantastic effort. Um anything else you noticed, Sal? I've um, noticed no. just to mention that obviously um today obviously the
2: weather's been like normal, so we've had some national games called off today. I know Chris's <laughs> guys eyes went over to Did you get over there at all? Did they get over there to East Maldon? They or went,
0: or? yeah, I think we'd been stuck in again, but they didn't get out and play at all, I don't think, at any point. So the plan so B is their range. golders, when are you playing? Yeah. They're gonna play a twenty over game on Wednesday evening, I think, rather than toss a coin, they're gonna at least have a game of cricket, see what happens.
2: Excellent. I get
1: it. Yeah, logic to that.
2: But good news for James Rovery's side. So they beat Hornchurch today, so they're through to the next round. Good win for Bronsery. Um Scored a decent total and, and pulled them out. And I did mention last week, I was told by Matty Watson, who was umpiring at the game, Sunbury, Tennanton was played last week, and then Tennanton went through in a real class picture. So they're, they're through to the next round. So we actually got at the moment um, three sides into the next stage. So Stanmore, um, Tennanton, and... Run to be through and hopefully we can have some more joining this week because we've got obviously Chris's side playing against East Mosey, Eating rearranged the game against Finch champs and then we've got Finch in North Mid as well in the international so hopefully he had some more representation uh, in the
1: final rounds of that competition. Absolutely. Worth noting as well I know a number of Middlesex Cup games are scheduled for this coming Sunday and they will be pushed back certainly Twickenham Ealing is going to be pushed back I think till uh, Thirteenth of June, I think, was the date that was, was mooted. But if you are planning Middlesex Cup cricket, um, do check that your opponents are are, are um, not in any other cups because you might be affected with a bit of fixture rearrangement. Also, wanted to say a shout out to some of the Shepherd's Bush supporters yesterday at Twickenham because it was um, one Shepherd's Bush always bring a few. Also, they got a decent away following and they um, they they were all they were all in good voice and a couple of them did come up to, to me and said how much they enjoyed listening to the podcast. So th- thanks for that, guys. We did appreciate the positive feedback um, that, that that we got there. Cool, Golders. Anything more that you'd like to add? Um, I, I know that you're you're a man who follows lots of different, uh, you know, has lots of different cricketing hats and, and and watches a lot of cricket. So um, you know, Middlesex almost won today.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it was interesting listening to the commentary. Uh, playing at Lords is fantastic, but the wickets do nip around this time of year. And I think it was interesting watching them play on a slightly better wicket, probably more batting-friendly wicket at the Oval. Uh, it, wasn't doing as much. Great to see Peter Hanscom scoring some runs at last. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just needs some confidence. He's got some terrific deliveries early on. Um, but, you know, they're a young side. It's been lovely seeing some of the boys from the league go in and do well. Robbie White's had a terrific start this season. Ethan's bowled beautifully. But with young sides, you're going to get disappointments, aren't you? And they've played really good cricket for 75% of the time and they've lost a couple of sessions in too many games that have cost them games. But, you know, I think it's, it's, people are very quick to cr- criticise Middlesex as a county side. Uh, but I think Gus is trying to do things the right way. He's trying to, there, I think there are 15 players now on the staff who've come up through the system, which is pretty good. And, you know, that excludes people like Owen who came over from Ireland when he was 15, 16 years old. And has always ever only ever been a Middlesex boy. So look, it's, you know, it's an interesting time. I think for Middlesex cricket generally. Um, and we've got the one day stuff coming up. We'll see how we get on in that. Uh, Generally speaking, it's just nice to have a full season to look forward to, isn't it, boys? At the end of the Absolutely. day, after last, year. last year was great, but this year we're back to the real stuff with promotional relegation and competitions in a full season. And, you know, I think, as you guys have been saying in all the podcasts, this is probably the most open of Premier League seasons, I think, in many ways. Um, there's no one side that really stands out as being exceptional. There are some very good sides, obviously. Uh, and it was gonna, it's going to be fascinating watching. And the other thing I will say, which I, I don't, I'm sure everybody's finding this the live streaming now of games. I know you boys at Twickenham have been doing it for a long time. It's honestly. unbelievable, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic. i walking around the golf course yesterday afternoon playing a mixed foursomes match, watching watching Richmond bat against Hampstead. You know, keeping track on it live on my phone and. It's a lot better than trying to refresh total cricket score every five minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. and I, I was the same. I was watching our ones on the TV. I had our twos on the on the laptop and I had Brentford uh, on another device as well. And it got to the point where the wife just said, you might as well just go, which of course was part of my plan. So, um, <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it, it even helps tactically to get me to more cricket games. It's brilliant.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we were streaming, so we were showing the Hampstead stream on our TV in the bar. Yeah. Last, well, yeah, the first two. Oh, great. No, I, I think, you know, the way... Things like that in this league, it's, and it's, oh, I know it's all over the country, but it really is a bonus. It's and what it's really obvious to do is reconnect with old players. You know, you, I mean, I sent an email out to all our sort of my list of 200-odd ex-players and the number, the great feedback I've got from people is, what's all this about? You know, they're, oh, just clocking on. And you go on Facebook and people are commenting. We've got, you know, people in Australia getting up early in the morning to watch it. It's terrific. You know, I think it's fantastic. Oh, it's great to see.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I was doing it in China. When I, when I spent the, basically a summer there. And, you know, I'm sitting there at three in the morning in in southern China watching Twickenham play, Twickenham Twos play. And I'm a, clearly a mentalist, but at the same time, it was brilliant. I, I, I loved it. I was going to say... <laughs> One thing I was going to add, folks, I mean, if anyone looks at Division 7, we have unfortunately had a, we, We've lost a couple of sides in Division 7, which um, I, I just sort of say in case anyone noticed that they've gone really poor old Edmonton Tigers were having real trouble getting grounds. And um, that's ultimately led them to sort of put their hands up and say, well, the grounds issues just got the better of us so that they, they, they are, are not going to complete the season. Um, Ultimate Warriors is, is a slightly more complicated story. And I know Sal and I have been following their progress with or, or lack of progress, cause it hasn't really started yet um, w- with some interest. But they've um, they're also not going to complete their fixtures and um, not quite sure what the situation is going to be with them mo- moving forward. But in case anyone was wondering, those two sides um, have sadly departed uh, and we won't be seeing them at least for the rest of this season uh, in Division 7. Guys thanks very much for coming on board I can still hear the rain pouring down outside I can hear it on the window but I hope you're right Sal fingers crossed week 4 is a full uh, cricketing program and as ever we'll be back in 7 days to talk about it cheers fellas cheers guys thanks Chris cheers um, guys
0: nice thanks Cheers.